Welcome to Recovery Connections Podcast, the show that provides information about helping you in substance abuse treatment. For more information, please visit drughelp.info. Now, here are your hosts, Recovery Connection CEO Michael Breyer and Chief Clinical Director Greg Grouston. Welcome to Recovery Connection Podcast, where we deal with substance abuse treatment out there in the real world. My name is Michael Breyer. I'm CEO of Recovery Connection. I'm with my partner here, Greg Raustein, who's Chief Clinical Director over at Recovery Connection. Today's topic is orphan. And if you can spell that, <laughs> I will be very impressed because when people usually have to do a Google search, that is not a term that they're actually typing in because even Google does not know how to spell orphan. So... <laughs> Most people know it as Suboxone, but it truly is not Suboxone. Suboxone is actually the same as Kleenex. It's a brand name. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. But people have become to know the drug as the brand name itself because it was the first one onto the market, I believe. Was it not? And after enough usage of it, everybody's just started. Well, think about it. If they had to call a drug a a name and they wanted to make it easy for people to come off of substance abuse, why would you pick the name buprenorphine? Why wouldn't you pick something like easy recovery or something simple like people could spell like like cat, dog? I mean, come on. Buprenorphine? I I mean, you're trying to make it too sophisticated for the average person here. I mean, I have an advanced degree and I can't spell orphan. I mean, it's not really the best name out there. And because of that, Suboxone, not that's easy to spell either, but it's a heck of a lot simpler and less letters to have to memorize. So we're going to go down the road <laughs> knowing a little bit about this orphan that we can't spell and at least understanding that when we go into speak with the doctor and we're presented with some of the different options out there, what our options are. And I would say that probably the most common buprenorphin drug out there is what is called Suboxone film. So what is really Suboxone film? All right. So what is Suboxone? Suboxone is a combination of buprenorphine and naloxone. And naloxone is a derivative like Narcan. And that's what creates Suboxone treatment and where is buprenorphine is the primary ingredient that we're looking for to be into, into the body. So why do I get the two of them together, I guess, is the question. So it was created and why it was done is that we, because buprenorphine is a partial opiate, and if as an addict knows, if I have an opiate, the faster route that I put it in my body, that I will get high faster and more intense. So what they did was that by adding naloxone into their mix, that if I try to melt it down or put it down to be able to put it into my vein, I've just now shot Narcan as well. When you're taking buprenorphine correctly in the mouth, in, in the mucosa, there is a very little amount of naloxone actually absorbed. The highest amount of buprenorphine is absorbed and covers the receptors. The only reason why the company, and that's by their choice of putting this in, is to prevent diversion. And that was preventing someone from trying to shoot it up to get high. So that's the, the, the original reason it's there. It's not going to make you sick unless you actually enter it into your vein yourself. 
So, but even if I entered into my vein, if I think I'm a smarty pants and I'm going to get high off of it, it ain't going to work because I'm going to be actually shooting the Narcan at the same time. So yes, they're both going to be fighting for that receptor. So some are going to have Narcan. And if you have opiates in the way, you just narcan yourself and put yourself in a florid withdrawal. If you have opiates in there as well. And so the both, the buprenorphine and the naloxan are going to be fighting for those receptors. So you're really not going to get a, a, a terrific high and the Narcan could actually work against you to make you feel really sick. <laughs> So for those of you who want to be devious about this and you think you're going to be smart about it, uh, be careful about what you think ahead of time because you might really regret it and you might wind up in the hospital because you're going to be just that sick. So what the, how are we going to make sure that the patient's taking it by those urine screens? We're actually looking for norbuprenorphine, that you've taken it correctly and it's metabolized into your system, in your bloodstream, and you're excreting it with the urine and that we can actually find metabolites of buprenorphine that you've taken it correctly so when we use the word nor n-o-r in front of any type of drug what we're talking about is something that was actually digested into your system so if you're for instance think you're so smart that when you're going to do a urine test and you're going to take your suboxone and dump it into your urine cup and think ah i've got now suboxone into my urine and the truth is you don't because it doesn't matter that you actually have it because if it doesn't have the word NOR in front of it, it means it didn't come in your body and out of your urinary mm -hmm. tract where it's supposed to come out of. Correct. So, so that's, a, that's the standard of buprenorphine and the suboxone film was created. So they first came out with a tablet of suboxone and uh, suboxone. And after a period of time, they came out with, in 2010, with the suboxone film that looks like a Listerine tab. And that dissolves faster under the tongue, so less, it's more comfortable for a patient to take it and it doesn't create a lot of spit where the generic tablet or a tablet can do that. And however, you still have to have that period of time to, even though it's dissolved in your mouth, not to swallow, not to drink your morning coffee or drink something or not to smoke and push that past at least seven to 10 minutes to allow it to absorb into your throat, your mouth area. So yeah. I, I know that recently Suboxone was stopped so being the, used by a, by a lot of insurance companies out there because what the, the patent, patent ended where generic companies can then make the generic tablet and then it was challenged to can we can they make a suboxone film and i believe they've also had generic suboxone film on the market and where the insurance is so is there any difference then between a generic version and the suboxone brand name ones by government responsibility for any generic product it has to be at least 80 percent pure or more of the primary drug that they are challenging to utilize so there's a chance of a generic to be at 80% or 90% or 100% pure buprenorphine but, uh, or following the same path, but now, it has to be at least 80. So am I as a patient gonna be able to choose which generic I want? At the pharmacy floor, there could be a, a number of different companies that have made the generic. Patients may, or a pharmacy only has one generic brand 
and patient could experience some difficulty of not getting the same response with a generic and need to tell that to the doctor. Either the doctor has to make an evaluation to go higher up on the dose or to try to... So I've also heard brand. that there's a difference in taste. What, what can you tell me about the taste part of it? Because that's a that's a thing, I, I, something I've, I hear quite often, like this one tastes bad, but that one tastes okay, that kind of thing. Is that even possible? Sure. They're... And the, Can't they make it like orange flavor or something and make it like easier for everybody? The product of buprenorphine has its own flavor, so you can't mess with that. So that could be the, the foundation. What flavor they attach to it, a lime flavor, a lemon flavor. Some people like lemons, some people like limes, some people like bananas. It doesn't, so it matches, and sometimes it can be a differential of taste. And to me, you got to recognize taste compared to treatment. So you have a little bad taste, but is it working for you for recovery? Okay. Well, that's a, that's a valid point then, obviously. All right. So what's then, is there a difference then between the tablets and the film in terms of how they're going to make me feel? It all comes down to, as I said, to be able to get the dose in your body correctly. If you're not taking it correctly, if it's not taking the time for a tablet may take longer for you to have it absorb, you might not get the accurate therapeutic dose in your body compared to a, a film that may dissolve quicker and may have a higher chance or a higher dose entering into your body. Again, all those other places, as I said, taking it correctly is the responsible thing that you need to try to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay, so uh, let's, I think a lot of people actually are pretty familiar with Suboxone. I, I've, I've seems to me that most of the stories I hear that when they're trying to get treatment, that a lot of times before they even come into a doctor's office to get medication, that a lot of them will try it on the streets from friends and family who might actually already be on that kind of medication. And that can be a, a real problem because someone on the street has tried it and said, well, I heard that this may work for me. I'm an opiate addict. Let me have some. And they pop it in their mouth. If that person's currently still on an opiate, it's going to make them sick as a dog. And, and they might turn them off for ever oh, using it. <laughs> this doesn't work. And that, so they turned off because they didn't do it the correct way. And that's first, uh, first and foremost, the first days that we're going to provide them treatment is to give them the education how to take it correctly and to get the full therapeutic dose. If I'm going to give you a, a small, tiny amount of aspirin for a, a, a huge headache, because I thought that would work, but they're actually supposed to take one full tablet of aspirin to work. All right, so let's talk about the other Suboxone that's out there, which sure. is the brand name Zubsolve. So what is the difference between Zubsolve and Suboxone? It is a generic buprenorphine tablet that has Suboxone and buprenorphine and naloxone in it. Okay. It has a, it's created to have different doses they may have four or five, four different dosing pills differently yeah i mean suboxone. i think the standard suboxone is usually an 8-2 which means it has eight parts buprenorphine to two parts naloxone and in zubsolve it's 5.7 to 1.4 is the equivalent so it's 5.7 of buprenorphine to 1.4 of naloxone but if you do the math it actually comes out almost exactly the same i think it's off a couple 
decimal points, but right. we're not mathematicians here. We're really just some trying of the, to figure out what the treatment is. Some of the tra- some of the differential is that if an insurance company is mandated only to provide that care, some of those companies will buy the rights to you will only provide Zubzolf for the population for Suboxone. Yeah, for I mean, that, that, it, and that's sometimes how that is. It, it, it going down a, a different tangent for one second, you'll find that with insurance companies, some of the treatment that you're going to get is going to get dictated by your health insurance company. For instance, your pharmacy might get dictated by your particular health insurance company where you might be able to go to Walgreens, but not a CVS, or you might only be able to go to the CVS in your town, but not the CVS in the next town over. So it's the same thing with the medications themselves that depending on what their deals are, that a lot of times you're going to be forced to take one type of medication as opposed to another type of medication. And that's not on the doctor. So doctor's not the one calling the shots. The doctor quite honestly just wants to see you get better and would be happy to prescribe you anything that's going to be good for you. Unfortunately, it's the health insurance companies that don't want to pay always for what it would be the normal standard of care, let's say for substance abuse treatment. The only other pitfall is if you decide to go to multiple different pharmacies to fill your prescription. This buprenorphine is a controlled substance. And if you go into five to seven different... Big Brother will be watching you? Well, Big Brother will prevent you. And actually, there's a pharmacy trigger to go, why are you doing that? Why aren't you sticking with one pharmacy or at least two? So after three different pharmacies, sometimes they can actually balk to saying go away, go back to the one that you're normally going to because this does, this appears shady. It's got a, so it's got, actually doesn't pass a, a, it doesn't pass the, the smell sniff, oil test. The sniff test, yeah, yeah. So something's not right. So please remember to go utilize one or two pharmacies, I'm sure, and they're close by. Okay, so another option, obviously, is another brand name that we've talked about previously, which is Subutex. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now what is Subutex? Subutex was actually is no longer used by the parent company. Subutex is pure buprenorphine. That was a tablet that came out for the use if someone had an allergic reaction to naloxone or Narcan, that the naloxone that was in it, that someone could go to just the pure buprenorphine. But as again, the reason why they put naloxone is it's a threat because now a person has the capability of now diverting that and putting that straight into the vein. So actually the company stopped. There is generic form of buprenorphine that can be used. Now, can that be diverted also? Buprenorphine. Directly, absolutely. Okay. So you should be aware that if you think you're still going to be smarter than the average doctor out there and you think that you're going to go and say, hey, listen, I'm allergic, I will just let you know that you're going to have to verify that you're really allergic. Like, you better come in with hives all over your skin and show that you're allergic because nowadays the insurance companies, especially if you're a guy... They're going to be prejudiced against you because I don't think you're going to be able to claim pregnancy. <laughs> Although there is that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where I think oh, he gets God. pregnant, right? So maybe guys <laughs> really can get pregnant. But otherwise, you're going to have to be able to prove that you can actually get allergic to naloxone. And right. that's not as common as you might want to think it is. So. Right. You better be able to have a strong case there that the doctor's willing to actually stick his neck out or her neck out to say and document it in their notes that you really have an allergic reaction to it. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So now that you think that you're so smart, let's go to the last form of treatment for buprenorphine, which is now shots, I guess. They have shots out there now, right? So long as uh, sublicade. Sublicade, right. So I, I don't want to go too down far down the rabbit hole. This will be another so, podcast where we talk about- But I'm going to connect it right to what you just said. If you do have a medical reaction, be it a rash or edema, and it's medically notated oral, we now, there's that has been out for a while is sublicade, which is a long-acting buprenorphine injection. And so that, that would be an alternative to someone who actually does have a reaction to it because it, it would not have the naloxone in it. And that means you're going to basically give me a shot in my tummy and... Well, subcutaneous, which is just not into your tummy, not into a muscle or not into a vein, just and under the skin, it's the still, fatty tissue. It's still a little uncomfortable. If well, I'm not saying it's not uncomfortable. <laughs> I just want to make sure that it's not into the stomach like a, uh, a rabies I'm a, shot. I'm a it's not a rabies <laughs> shot. It's subcutaneous and <laughs> a 45-degree angle into the into that area. So, But that is an alternative if someone does have a, a reaction to the oral Suboxone. And we, we're going to talk at further <laughs> length about sublocate itself and the, the capabilities and the treatment responsibility. Our, our good producer here has put up that little picture of Schwarzenegger getting pregnant there up on the screen, I guess, to go along with the podcast. Uh, something there. So junior. You just yeah. yeah. So unless you're learning from him how to do that. So anyways, that was episode number six of Recovery Connection podcast. You please check out our library of other podcasts for other information that you're going to need about substance abuse treatment if you need any help you can feel free to give us a call on our 800 number 877-557-3155 even if you don't live in our area we'd be happy to point you out to resources that you might be able to find in your area for getting treatment you can also check us out online at drughelp.info that's d-r-u-g-h-e-l-p.info not .com .info Somebody else has the .com because I can find it. So, anyways, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back with more episodes. Have a great day.